0: All right, everyone, we'll get started here. Um, sometimes, before I start a message, I like to tell a story that like relates with the message, and sometimes I just like to tell a story that doesn't relate at all, and that's what I'm gonna do today. Um, I, this is Tuesday at like 4.25 p.m., my workday ends at 4.30. Um, I'm, I'm a warehouse manager, so like I give everyone tasks on, on what they need to do, and part of that, is I like to, at the end of a day, write down six tasks that I want my guys to get done the next day. And if, if they don't get them done, that's okay, like we'll move on and it's it's not a concrete list, it's very changeable, but like it, it at least gets us going in the right direction. And so it's like 425 and I, I bring whoever's there to me, It was it was a light day, there were only two other guys there, I was like, hey, like, these, are, these are basically the things, I'm going to be in a lot of meetings tomorrow morning, like, this is kind of what we're doing, so uh, yeah, that's it, um, I'll see you guys in the morning, see you at 8.30, and the one guy goes, uh, yeah, I won't be here um, tomorrow or Thursday, or tomorrow or Wednesday, and the other guy's like, yep, I'm also not going to be here tomorrow or Wednesday. Um, so I'm glad that, like, I just gave myself that talk, right, and, like, to nobody that, because it was me. I was, I was by myself the last two days. Um, and the kicker is that I also write myself a list of six things and post it in my office for me personally, but really, I just wrote myself two lists and put them in different places that day. Uh, So that's it, I just thought, I got a kick out of that, and uh, now now we'll get started. So welcome back to the Who, What, Where series, Um, and tonight, um, and and last week, we're focusing on the armor of God, and putting on the armor of God, wearing the armor of God. Uh, Last week, we talked about the shoes of peace, we discussed waging war with peace, and what that looks like. And how we have to go to the Prince of Peace, how we have to run to Jesus to get that peace, the source of peace. And we have to take that peace and wage war by taking it to people in need of peace. We need to be proactive about peace, not reactive. Um, In this message today, we're going to be staying in the same scripture, Ephesians 6, uh, specifically verse 13. Uh, And our focus today is going to be on the breastplate of righteousness. Uh, Before we do, let's pray and and we're going to jump into it. Dear God, thank you for your word. Thank you for your truth. Thank you that you equip us with this armor to be able to go into battle. and I pray that um, we wear it and um, that, that we do go to war in a way with it. Um, as we read your word, I pray that your spirit is working and that it's speaking through me, and it's allowing people to understand your truths and what you want heard. Um, Help us to have a good night a fun night, uh, but also a night where we can grow towards you and in fellowship and friendships and um, that we can just worship you. Thank you. Amen. Um, Ryan, I forgot my mouse. Could you bring me the mouse, please? Um, It'll just be easier that way. And then you can be on audio. You can probably throw it. Maybe. Well, that was freaky. (laughs) Seemed like a good idea. All right, Ephesians 6, verse 13 and 14. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God, that you may be able to withstand in the evil day, and having done all, to stand firm. Stand therefore, having fastened on the belt of truth, having put on the breastplate of righteousness. So just a reminder, kind of going back to last week, that the armor of God is for war. It's for battle. Um, Because all around us every day there's a spiritual battle. And there's demons who actively want to see you fail. And we took some time last week and we let that actually set in. So that's what God's for. That's what his armor's for. And that's the lens that we're looking through um, when we're looking at the armor of God. Um, So something else I want to mention that I didn't mention last week is that the armor of God is for all Christians, Like like every single Christian. Um, Every member of the church is to have every part of this armor. God isn't sending some of his soldiers uh, into battle unequipped. Like, oh, I have the sword. And my friend here has the breastplate of righteousness. And my uncle has the belt. Like, I have shoes or I have no shoes. No, you're all to be fully equipped with it. Um, So this isn't like spiritual gifts, which we all have different gifts. The Church has different gifts within it that are used to make up one church. you know we're supposed to use it to make one body. Um, this is something we're all supposed to have every part of it. Um, and my my study Bible wanted to let me wanted me to let you know that. so uh, with that information, we'll get into the breastplate of righteousness. And for me, I think this topic is a little more challenging for me personally. For two reasons. Number one is, I don't think I've ever actually worn a breastplate. Um, Maybe I've never even seen a real one, like in real life. I'm not sure. And then number two is, what exactly is righteousness? And what does it look like? How do we wear that? Uh, So, according to gotquestions.com, they define a breastplate as this. A typical armed soldier wore a breastplate made of bronze or chain mail. It covered the vital organs, namely the heart. So I immediately think of the Chronicles of Narnia, specifically Prince Caspian. Anyone cool. anyone with me on that? Yeah, yeah. So I thought. We had like a we had like an eight-foot cardboard cutout from the Regal Cinemas in my garage. My my dad got it after they were done with it. But, but it also Hearing this, it's it's covering the vital organs, specifically the heart, made of metal. It also reminds me um, of my friend Jeff. He was in the military, uh, and he was in active war, and he was shot, and he was shot right in the chest. And the only reason that I ever actually got to meet Jeff was because he was wearing a bulletproof vest, um, a breastplate of sorts, something to protect the vital organs. And for the metaphor, we're going to be using that that metaphor a lot today. So we know that the armor of God is for spiritual warfare, and that righteousness is our bulletproof vest. It's our breastplate of righteousness. Our bulletproof vest of righteousness, I think, is a fair comparison from then to now. So what is righteousness, though? We know what a bulletproof vest is. We know what a breastplate is. What's righteousness, and where does it come from, and where does it not come from? Well, according to the dictionary, righteous is defined by the quality of being morally right or justifiable. So, like, is that it? Like, is that all this breastplate is, or is there more to it? And I want to work through a few verses to kind of take us on a journey, uh, to hopefully have a better understanding of righteousness by the end of it and what righteousness is. Um, I hope I put all the verses in. Um, yeah. So Psalm 119, 172 says, May my tongue sing of your word, for all your commands are righteous. So in this psalm, we see that God's commands are what? Righteous. righteous. Thank you. What are they? Righteous, Righteous, yeah. So, if we want to know what righteousness is, we have to turn, we have to look at God's commands. Because His commands are? Righteous. Righteous. And we want to put this righteousness on, right? Like, we want to wear this vest, this bulletproof vest of righteousness. So, to do that, let's start by aligning ourselves with God's commands. It's not up to us to decide what... God's command, like if they're right or wrong, that's not up to us, Um, and that's what a lot of people try to do, but it's not up to us. His commands are the very, or a definition of righteousness, because his commands are righteous. You guys are good. Your personal preference doesn't change righteousness. Your preference doesn't change God's commands. My preference doesn't change God's commands. It doesn't change what righteousness is. So we need to align ourselves with God and be morally just, follow God's commandments. Cool, is that it? Like, are we good then? Like, is, is that the end of the story? Well, I have another verse. Isaiah 64, 6. We have all become like one who is unclean, and all our righteous deeds are like a polluted garment. We all fade like a leaf, and our iniquities like the wind take us away. That doesn't sound too good. So to go along with the metaphor, imagine something for a second, right? You're about to go into war, you're about to do a house raid, you're about to do whatever it is that people do with bulletproof vests on, and somebody goes to hand you a bulletproof vest, and something that needs to be capable of saving your life, protecting you, stopping a bullet from hitting your vital organs, as they hand it to you, they they use these words to describe it. Wow, this thing's really like a polluted garment, like seen better days for sure. I I mean, I'd say it's like, it's fading. It's like a leaf, like just falling off of a tree, just dying. And you know what? It's this bulletproof vest is like the wind. Like it's, it's basically gone. How are you going to feel when they're handing you this life support? And those are the words that they're using to describe it. You gonna feel good? Anyone gonna feel good about that? No. No one's gonna feel good about that. But that's how in this verse, that's how our righteousness is described. All our righteous deeds are like a polluted garment. We all fade like a leaf, and our iniquities, like the wind, take us away. That's not a vest I'm thinking I can trust. which means that our breastplate of righteousness just became really compromised if it's only based off of our own righteousness, if it's based off of us trying to align ourselves with God and follow his commands. Because although his commands are righteous. our righteousness, well, it's not very righteous, is it? So before we continue, I want to tell you a story that is relevant to this. Um, and it's about a paperclip, specifically a red paperclip. And maybe some of you have heard this because it, it became kind of a viral story. But there's a guy who, um, he started with one red paperclip and he thought, you know what, I'm gonna trade this and I'm gonna keep on trading this. And he takes his red paperclip and he trades it for something, something small. I think it was a pen. It might not have been, but I'm thinking it was. And eventually these trades became really, really dramatic. Um, and I'm not going to go into it. All the trades are mostly because I can't remember. But the second to last trade, he, was, he traded something for a credited role in a movie. And somebody said, you know what? I'll trade you for that credited role for a house. So he did it. He traded that. He traded what he had. He started with a paperclip, a red paperclip, and he ended up with a house for the price of a paperclip and a lot of time of trading but that's a really great trade right like paperclip house paperclip house nowadays you can't even get a house by telling them that you're going to pay them the amount of money they want for it and he got it with a paperclip but here's a better trade god made him who had no sin to be sin for us so that in him we might become the righteousness of God. And this is the key right here, so if you weren't listening, start listening. Look at the swap, the best trade ever made in history for us, and yet at the same time could be the worst trade. Jesus came and traded our sin for his righteousness. Jesus, who was God, dying for us, gave us an inheritance that we could never get alone. Because what's our righteousness? Fading like a leaf, blowing like the wind. Receiving the righteousness of God isn't, isn't receiving something described as righteousness, not something described as righteous. That always gets me. Receiving the righteousness of God is receiving righteousness itself. Now, that's a vest you can trust. I want mean, you check out this video. It's 60 seconds long. I think it's 59 seconds long. And I really hope this works. Um, I'm going to pause it and probably forget to turn it back on. So that's a guy that trusts his vest, right? Like, I'm not going to do that. (laughs) But that's a guy who literally stands behind his product. Literally. Um, But think about this. What would have happened? What would have happened? What would the scenario have been if that guy did not trust the vest that he was wearing? Other than he probably wouldn't have let somebody shoot him. Like, how would that have played out? Like, if he tried to do something to stop the bullet, or if he would have moved at the last second, like, how, how would that have gone? Pro- probably not so good. If he would have tried to stop the bullet, he probably would have got shot in the hand. If he would have moved, it could have missed his vest and hit him in the arm, hit him in the leg. Like, he had to trust that vest for that experiment to work. Eh, experiment's not the word, but... <laughs> It's something. The only thing he could do, though, was to trust the vest. Any other action would have made things much, much worse. But we don't always trust our vest, right? Like, we ask questions like is it really enough? Is God's righteousness really enough to protect us, to cover our vital organs? Maybe I need to do more. Maybe God's power isn't enough. Answer yourself honestly. What more can you add to what God's already done? Like, what good things can you do? What, what do you have to offer to bring to the table? The truth is nothing. You don't have anything. Your righteousness is like a fading leaf. So what do you bring to the table? Nothing, because anything good that you have is already from God. It's not yours. You don't bring it to the table. Or maybe you find yourself asking, like, is righteousness, is the righteousness of God really the only thing that can bring protection? Like, there's over 4,000 religions in the world. Can't, Can't some of those work as protection, as a bulletproof vest? I assure you, there's thousands of different vests in this world as well. Patagonia vests, Columbia vests with Omniheat, my vest from Old Navy, a suit vest, thousands of vests. But when the enemy comes and bullets start flying, I guarantee you there's only one kind of vest that's going to work. That's the vest. That's the breastplate of righteousness. That's the bulletproof vest. Are attacks still going to hurt? Like when Satan, when the demons try to attack you, is it still going to hurt? Yeah, of course it's going to hurt. But it's not going to claim your life. My friend that got shot <coughs> Excuse me. He said it felt like somebody took a sledgehammer and hit him in the chest. But it didn't kill him. This guy that just stood there and let somebody shoot him, what did he say? He's like, to answer some questions, did it hurt? Yes. Is it going to bruise? Yes. I don't know everything else he said, but there, there are a lot of yeses. <laughs> and I think if he would have said anything other than that, we would have known he was lying because of his reaction to it. He doubled over, and I really want to know that cut in between him dry heaving and him standing there in a power stance saying yes. How much time elapsed there? Because, yeah, two days. (laughs) He was there just leaned over for two days. Is it going to hurt? Yes but it's not going to claim your life. There's a high chance. <laughs> 100% is a high chance. Put on the breastplate of righteousness and trust the breastplate of righteousness. The only thing that can actually save you. In a second, we'll break up Um, and go over some discussion questions and then pray for each other. But I'll um, pray to end this and then I'll give you the discussion questions. Dear God, thank you for your righteousness. Thank you so much for the best trade we ever could have made and what seemed to not make sense for you. Um, To send Jesus to take our place, to take our sin so that we can receive your righteousness. The only righteousness that can save help us to put on the righteousness that you give us help us to put on the breastplate of righteousness that we may be protected from the enemy's attacks that we could recognize the attacks and they might still hurt but they're not going to take our lives thank you for your protection and just everything That you give us. Amen. So I got two two questions for you. Um, What does righteousness mean to you? And how can you personally put on the breastplate of righteousness? Like what does that look like um, from a functional standpoint? Anyway, that's it for today. You guys can split up into groups of three or four. Talk about those and then um, pray for each other. Thanks.